Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Long Ball Street Podcast. This is the podcast where we speak in depth to uh, people of significance, usually in the world of football, but today it's different, isn't it, for love? MVP, Michael Benham Page. The one and only Michael Venom Page. Mm. Legend. Absolutely. Well, would be legend. And legend in his own right currently. And he's going to be... So, if you're just coming through to this now, um, what you've got is... This is the second podcast we've done with MVP this week. So, what you're going to hear about in this, you're going to hear about uh, Bellator. You're going to hear about uh, him sparring against Eubank. You're going to hear about Conor versus Diaz. Connor versus Mayweather. You're going to listen. It's it's an MMA podcast, so it's for, for people that are keen on and, and deep into their MMA, or they're like MVP. But the other podcast, yeah, it's 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 more kind of about his his experiences growing up in a rough part of town, the cyborg fight we touch on, and and, and the injury that he received, and but also about his relationship with football and his interest in Man United as well. So, um, yeah, they're both crucial listening. I think. So if you've uh, if you just come through to this podcast, then make sure you check out the other one because there's a lot more MVP in there for you. Enjoy. Bosh. Boom. The long ball The long ball street. Welcome to the Long Ball Street Extra Time. First time we've done this. How are you feeling about Extra Time so far, Flav? I'm feeling great about it. I'm, just, I'm happy. I'm just glad that we get to talk to Michael for another 30, 34, 30 minutes. So right? Yeah, a little, little half hour. So if you've been listening to the uh, to, to the usual podcast, we've been chatting to Michael Venom Page. Yeah. In the house, MVP. How you doing? V stands for Venom, because when he hits you... You get poisoned, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Things happen. Things have bad things happen. You need need a doctor. (laughs) You come in. You come into the ring, right? And when you're facing off um, with with your opponent, the referee's giving you instructions, and you've got your hand aloft, and you're six foot three already. (laughs) Right. So it's at least nine foot in the air, right? And it looks like you're raising the bar. But is it a snake? Yes, a snake hand. Right. But it also looks like you're raising the bar, which is cool as well. And it looks like you're raising your hand in victory before yeah, you won. Yeah. So it's like a free problem. Yeah, I've heard everything everything you just said as well. Yeah. And um, it's, it's intimidating. It's, it's adds to that intimidation and, and confidence. Mm. So again, like you say, if someone looks at it, and it's funny because when I'm looking in people's eyes and I do that, so I see their eyes twitch like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to look up, but 
trying to look at me and then trying to look up what's going on it's funny man even so I've seen referees laughing before as well they're, they're trying to explain the rules and then being all serious and a hand goes up and they're like smiling and funny man <laughs> there's been so obviously you get a lot of face offs for every fighting that you see yeah. and you see some of these things are um, I've seen like Anderson Silva against uh, Vitor where he puts on the mask mm-hmm. you've seen somewhere they turn away like you're going to fight this guy like how important like a fight's won and lost at that stage are they completely unimportant how do you feel about I, that I, I've always said that there's, there's there's probably about six or seven people that I've I looked in their eyes and I was like I've won this fight really and I saw it straight away and it was a weird one with Cyborg because we had to do it twice now I did it at a press conference the day before the weigh-ins mm. and so we did a press conference and we did a little face off and I looked into his eyes and I saw my own funeral. <laughs> really? What? He, he was like, I'm coming to get you. Shit. So I was like, okay, that, that, that to me just says, okay, I, I, got a, I got a fight on my hands. That's all it, that's all it says. Okay. But it's like, I can see that death look. Yeah. He's not flustered. Not at all. Not at all. But then for, sorry. No, sorry. The following day, I had it again and completely different. Really? really? Completely different. And I was like, I don't know what's changed, but I won. Do you reckon you might have gone home for I better watch some of these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It's funny. My coach said. My coach said exactly. So he said you probably didn't know. He probably didn't watch your videos before, and he actually. I'm fighting it. some guy in England. <laughs> like I'm cyborg. No problem. Just yeah. It's just like YouTube. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Is this a Matrix? Is this a Jedi? Is this Soul Calibur? In fact, that's one of the things, right? That I've been uh, on your videos. One of my favourite things that people say about you is that you look like Voldo from Soul, Cal- Soul Calibur. You remind him of Voldo from Soul Calibur. Do you know that guy? I can't. I can't picture him. I can't picture him. He's kind of had like these bandages on, and he kind of very comes forward like his yeah, hands yeah, down, and just doesn't. Just bad things happen. <laughs> Some of the other uh, quotes you got there—they're they're incredible. Go on, reflow. Flow, flows like water. Most exciting fighter outside the UFC. Mm. Um, Watching Wonder Boy and him would be like watching two Jedi's go at it. <laughs> this guy's like Voldo. Uh, you're like a video game. And, and my uh, favourite one: this dude is a cheat code. Like that one. This is what fans are saying about you. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. obviously, right? Um, they're saying these exciting things because mm. you are the most exciting fighter in the UK. Mm-hmm. I love Conor McGregor. I've, I've liked Conor from before he got into the UFC. Yeah, yeah. I've not been disappointed by him, mm-hmm. but. You're this. You're a next level, and we're gonna, we're going to get onto a bit of that. But but just so everybody knows, um, tell us your your size, your weight, uh, so, so we know where you fight at, yeah, and, yeah. and then also the organisation you're fighting in. Yeah, so I'm um, six three. I fight in the the welterweight division, um, which is one seventy. Yes, one seventy. Put that into stones for the UK guys. What 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 do you, uh, what do you weigh? Like a, what is that actually? One seventy stones. Let's get back to that. Yeah, I'm getting someone in it right now. 11 and a half. 12. I think it's like. Do you not. I don't. I was doing KG. Right. It's 80. 77 KG. 77 KG. We're all stumped now. But I'm fighting for Bellator. Right, okay. Again, massive organization in the States. Just over 12 stone. Just over 12 stone. Shit, he's in my my weight class. (laughs) Well, you're always. This just. just, Sorry, before we go into Bellator. Matt's always in the off, like he's well into his MMA mm. and he takes, he starts putting people in chokeholds that aren't, have no interest in fighting, <laughs> i.e. me, right? I'll be walking around doing my, getting, doing along my day, trying to type something and suddenly I'm in an arm bar or, <laughs> or, a, or a triangle. That's ninja training, man. You've got to be ready. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm just, not ready, never. 
Sorry, go on. Bellator, you, you, you fight for Bellator. Yeah, yeah. Again, this massive organization in the, in the States. Um, it's just fast. It's just growing. Yeah. Like, non-stop. And um, obviously, the, 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 the head man there, Scott Coker. Yeah. Uh, he's just an amazing person to have run an organization. And we spoke in the, in the last podcast about, you know, having people lead from the front and the managers mm. that are leading different things. He's running an organization yeah. um, full of fighters. And just the decisions he makes, you know, can really help build or not build uh, promotion and then fighters so because some people say uh, when they're talking about MMA they, they say UFC mm. like what, what what mistake are they making there? UFC's been around for a long time so what they are they automatically go to UFC but they think UFC is a style I actually remember someone arguing or two of my friends I say arguing Someone's like, no, one thing's MMA and the other thing's UFC. And he was, he was like, no, it's not. They're, they're having a full-blown argument. <laughs> so no, MMA is the art, shall we say. Yep. Um, and uh, UFC is an organization. Bellator is an organization. Uh, one FC. So, so it, it, it's like um, UFC and Bellator are both rooms in the house of mixed martial arts. Oh, That's nice. Like See how it. we did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> So, so, so yeah, so, so you're a fighter uh, at Bellator, yeah. and you fight in a welterweight class. Um, and who have you got a fight lined up yet? Your next fight? Um, we're waiting for confirmation, um, but I should be fighting again in November. Right. So okay. uh, again, just waiting for confirmation. Can't really say anything just yet, but yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah, November that comes up. And and um, who are the the top guys in the world at your weight class? Um. Well, and who, and who are we calling out? <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I've, I've always said, yeah, for me personally, yeah, I pay more attention to myself than I do anybody else. Yeah, and and it sounds bad, like I pay to you know, be like show off kind of thing. And I just mean more my performance every single time. Can I outdo myself again? Can I do a crazy move? Can I add, you know, mm-hmm. add something? I'm in the gym. I'll be like, oh. I'm telling my coach, like, um, look at this, try this stupid stuff. And he's like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> he's like, well, you could do that, but you have to do this first. And this is when he kind of adds his science to it. And, right. then, you know, and then like, we, we make it actually effective. You know what I mean? But I'm always like doing something crazy. I'll see something in a movie and just do something crazy and then yeah. come back. But there's, there, there's, there's uh, the welterweight division is one of the, for me, is watching, is one of the most competitive divisions. I, I, I enjoy being a part of it. Um, like you know the likes of GSP that in in uh, UFC and obviously right now in in my weight division, uh, Koroshkov, a Russian guy who's again these these are some amazing athletes. Uh, uh, and the, are these world, world title holders? Uh, yeah, well, um, GSP is retired now, but he just as a famous welterweight, he's yeah. the person a lot of people would go to. He's a dominant champion for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, very dominant champion. And then Koroshkov is a is the current uh, world champion at Bellator. And did, was it Benson Henderson that he Benson, fought he with? Benson Henderson, yeah. yeah. And he mashed him up, didn't he? He destroyed him yeah. five rounds. To be fair, I'm sub- Benson's got, I don't know what it is, like thick skin or something because he took knees, he took punches, kicks, and he didn't look any... Like, every yeah. round he came out fresh. He just, his hair came up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got that was about it. <laughs> but that's a... Um, so, yeah, I, m- I remember seeing that fight and because uh, you... you 
people always do a little bit it's because the UFC's been you know the the dominant brand yeah. or the one where it's had all the money and exactly, it had yeah. all the profile and the TV rights and I guess what's healthy for the sport is for there to be lots of different companies that are bringing on 100%. fighters likes of Cage Warriors as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. who Connor was the two time champ, belt champion or I think Joanna Junchek was the mm-hmm. champion the there champion, yeah, yeah. I think Bisbee even held a belt there in Cage it, yeah. Warriors yeah. yeah so you know it's vital that there's lots of healthy organisations rather rather than just one mm-hmm. um, but I expected because Benson had been a champion at UFC and then went to Bellator that he was just gonna he's gone there to become the champion again and he did get mashed up and that's that's the good thing about it again when you have organisations like uh, Bellator and then there's people leaving UFC to come over for one that says a lot as well as mm-hmm. in like it, it shows that it's growing and then two people always have this misconception that if you're a UFC fighter you're better than yeah. other fighters elsewhere um, and that's not the case like you say it's MMA I've yeah. had UFC fighters come to our gym and we spar them and then it's again you're, you're fighting on an even platform it doesn't yeah. you're, when, especially when you're in the gym your organisation can't help you in a gym it's just a mm. spar so you have to be better than the other person it's like Zlatan playing for Paris Saint-Germain just exactly. because he's not playing in the Premier League it don't mean that he's not an amazing player and that's can't exactly come play it. in the Premier League that's exactly it so he still has to come and then pr- prove himself in a a new organisation so um, what's the so you've obviously got a contract with Bellator how yeah. many f- did you usually sign up like the UFC for a number of fights yeah or yeah, yeah. Well, it, it obviously depending on your status to begin with but I can't, they got me from when I was uh, just building I, mm. I hadn't actually come to the States yet so yeah um, I've got only a, a few more fights with them but their place I'd, I'd happy to stay with so mm. yeah. and you're you're undefeated so far in, yeah I've yeah. had uh, well, 11 fights in total I think 6 with them now and um, oh, 7 with them and yeah undefeated ok and so this uh, Cory how do I say it again Korishkov Korishkov oh, I struggle as well I've only recently got, got used to it man <laughs> <laughs> so he, I have to practice in the mirror a couple of he, times so, so he, he's a champ like how do you when, when you look at and we'll talk a bit about your style mm. because you can't I think everyone that's seen you fight talks mm. about your style mm. so we'll come on to that but when you look at your style against him is that is that a, a matchup that kind of works out for you or would yeah you know? no, I, again 100% for me um, everyone's like oh from a, 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 a long time when I almost when I first came into Bellator I was like you should be fighting for the title you should be fighting for the title and at that particular point I probably could have and yeah even won but my thing was not just winning about, but staying there. There's no point winning and someone else beating you because you know I wasn't prepa- well prepared. Yeah. And there's a l- so many different aspects in MMA that you have to learn and do and be good at. Yeah. So you don't get caught out. You know, I'm 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 learning wrestling. I'm learning jujitsu. I'm doing all these these different things so that I don't have to don't have to use it. But if I yeah. needed to use it, I'm comfortable. Yeah. doing it and I don't I won't get caught out so I could have my stand up I could have gone and you know beat these guys and then some random jujitsu guy I knock him down he grabs my leg and I yeah. don't know what I'm doing yeah. and I get caught out and I lose and there's no point so I thought let me take my time develop myself build myself up as a complete artist with all the styles and then go for the title yeah. and I feel like I'm at that stage now where I'm comfortable all round and yeah these kind of guys they don't worry me this might be a novice thing to ask it probably is but are you saying you you went into Bellator not having mastered all of the arts you need in order to win. Yeah, 100%. Um, Isn't that like... 
It's, it's weird. They called me after my Seems first... Crazy. To be, even, even my first fight. You know, uh, I think the first fight was the one that put me on the map everywhere. I did the mm. crazy kick, landed. Everyone was like, the way I finished, I stood still. I didn't even look at the guy. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. And um, so that, that was my first fight. So He my, didn't know what was hitting. He didn't know. He, he was like, what do you think? Just quickly on that. Did you know you knocked him out as soon as you connected? Is that why you celebrated before? I knew I hit him with a good shot. Yeah. And I could see him still at the corner of my eye. And I always, just, I always tell people this. I could see him at the corner of my eye and I just stood there. Now I stood there as part of me being like showy, waiting for him to come back again. Right. And then I was going to spin again the other way yeah. and try and hit him again. Was oh, so that, was in leg. that was in my head. Then I saw, I stood there and I saw the referee coming. I was like, ah, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just stay here for I'm a little while. <laughs> it was, it was classy. It, it was, you like, yeah. It so, was. And I think, yeah, that put me on a map as some creative. Again, the finish was like, who does that? And that put me on the map. And um, but it, <laughs> from then now, it's just, it's just trying to trying to main trying to build everything up because I still hadn't done loads of jiu-jitsu didn't mm. I still haven't done loads of wrestling when I came out of the cage my, my coach said to me the first thing he said to me is like everyone thinks your MMA is here right now but that's your stand up and everything else is down here so yeah. we're going to you said you're going to spend the rest of your life in our gym on your back and every day I walked in there he's like okay on your back some like, guy, big guy jumps on me and he's like stand up and I'm having to fight to get my stand yeah. up so I only knew basic stuff Someone takes me down, close your guard so they can't do anything, and then learn, and then try and stand back up. And that was it. And then as I was progressing, I was learning moves, and then progressing, I learned how to take some people down myself, mm. and then just going from there. You see, this is it, Flav. So, like, when the um, MMA first started to really come to prominence, you would prominence, you would literally get a boxer yeah. against a jiu-jitsu one practitioner style one style, yeah. against a wrestler yeah. and so what you'd get is these situations where the um, the, the stand-up guy would be trying to literally running away from from Royce Gracie who would be trying to you know be in his gi would try to be grab hold of him to kind of get him into some armbar mm-hmm. and as, as the sports evolved people have become more well-rounded mm-hmm. but what you always had you had people that were great at one thing that would be trying to learn the other things mm-hmm. and now you've got a situation where there's lots of people that have learned MMA mm-hmm. and trained MMA from, from quite a young age yeah, yeah. but it does make it uh, but still people's kind of real strengths of which Michael stand up is Jedi mm. style it really is um, people are looking at that and thinking right how do I what I need to do I need to put him on his back I need to take him away from his strength and exactly. put him in a place where he's uncomfortable exactly. which makes it challenging because there's lots of people that will have that will have uh, just like uh, Michael's been doing karate from and, and whatever fr- from a young age of people that have been doing wrestling and taking people down to the ground dragging them down and taking Especially to their world the Americans because mm. it's, it's in their school system you know it's, a, it's a, one, of the, one of the big sports that they do so wrestling is a big is a big thing for them and um, of recent more recent last five years there's been a lot of like uh, the like Iranians and Russians and stuff that we have over here um, that again they started in wrestling themselves so usually it was like you have to go to America to learn wrestling and now it's, it's not even in the Olympics the, yeah. a lot of the wrestlers were getting dominated by these guys so the wrestling level all around the world now is actually is actually stepped up mm. so you as a fighter you're very unorthodox yeah. very flamboyant fast explosive and intelligent um, what would you say to those people that, that look at you and say you know like Anderson Silva or you're the new John Bones Jones I say the same thing all the time 
I'm the one and only MVP. I don't mimic anybody. I don't try and be like anybody else. I'm making my own footprints in the sand as I'm going. Your hands I love that. Yes, beautiful. The yeah. one and only MVP. Yeah. Anderson Silver and John Bones are there. Fairly big names, but <laughs> looking past them, I like that. Uh, so um, your your hands down style, which is it's fascinating. Um, but obviously, because oh, my understanding of boxing fighters that fight with their hands down have to have amazing head movement, and mm. you clearly do. Mm. And you talked in a previous interview about just feeling so relaxed that you kind of like you're in the matrix where these punches are coming, yeah. but you're you just slip. Um, aren't you worried a little bit about having to always rely on that because you might get tagged one day? Yeah, no, of course. And you know, we've spoken about having a, a good chin as one as one of the things. And I know when I need to put my hands up as well. So it's what's funny is if I um, if I train, I don't necessarily train with my hands by my side. I train the traditional aspect first, and I think for me, I'm a person that will draw basics, and I I teach as well. So I go to a uh, go to the club and start teaching, and someone's trying to do this, and like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, get your hands up. But you need to understand, have this first. You need to understand that if I can't move in time, that this is it's going to hit my hand. So that's mm. your that's your gate first. And then you can try and use your head movements as, as well. And the more and more that you do it, you can slowly relax your hands. And anytime I'm too close to someone, my hands are back up again. I'm still moving my head, but I still have my hands there as well. So it's not something that I wouldn't use, that I'm against. It's just that I feel more relaxed and chill with my hands down. And I feel throwing punches from here is something that most people don't train against. So they never drill punches from, from here. So even I've done it slow to someone and then they always react late just because they're so used to seeing it from in yeah. front of their face first, not from down here. See, see, this is what people do. People, I think, look at your fight and then they think, oh, it's trying to be cocky. Mm. It's arrogance. I think that to the untrained eye, it probably is those things, but actually it's misdirection, it's isn't 100%. it? 100%. 100%. There's... there's, there's there's reasons as to why we, we have our hands in, in, in those places and, and we do drill things from there over and over again. Like I said, I'll do something crazy and then again, I get Mr. Scientist, my coach, come in and adjust, tweak a couple of things and then it's done. Then once it's working, he'll even teach that to the next guys in the gym as well. So it's just a combination of ideas. and It, it seems like the, like a real evolution of striking 100%. at the moment. Yeah, 100%. And this, um, like you look away and you know, you're still kind of yeah, you know moving like this but it feels like there for a long time people it's quite orthodox mm -hmm. and then what you had is this period where like so people would be almost striking and then they'd end up kind of up again you know grappling mm -hmm. and then they'd be going down to the ground yeah. and people would also be like right we're going to the ground now yes. so I'm just going to get into my ground game exactly. and people like uh, Jones started to exploit these little gaps in between mm -hmm. the yeah, different disciplines least, yeah. and in those transitions and when I watch your striking and there's a few others that I'd say are, are kind of a part of what I'd call the next gen mm. uh, maybe Ayer Rodriguez yeah, would be yeah, one of them um, Wonderboy Thompson probably another yeah. as well but in you there's all these fakes and these head positions that you take up completely selling hard something mm -hmm. but and I'm guessing that from that position that you've kind of gone into you're expecting them to react in one or two ways and then you've got a few different ways that you can pivot from 100%, there 100% that's exactly it it's beautiful to watch and that's, and that's, like I said we do it is something that we drill over and over and over again and what looks like uh, I'm just doing in the moment is stuff that I go through and, and just from that last fight you can understand that again I said what I was going to do 
and I it was it was just down to me to you know put pressure on my opponent to create that that uh, you know that that scene to happen, and then uh, you know I landed my shot. So. In boxing, such an important thing is footwork and, and, and yeah. measuring the distance yes, between. Yeah. And, and you're just in the, from understanding boxing like I do, you can see that your footwork is incredible and judging distances. Um, and and um, another fighter who, who I like, is my favourite boxer at the moment, uh, is Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you've sparred with him. Yeah. Uh, he fights, he throws punches from all kinds of angles. Mm. If you're standing still. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like me a lot. Really? No, he didn't like me a lot. Did you, what, did you get one up on him in sparring? I got more than one up on him. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Way more than one up on him. And I was saying the other day, I was like, if we, um, ha- I'll happily do it with cameras in front of me and broadcast it to the world. And I guarantee he wouldn't do it. Wow. And that's uh, just striking without, without that, kicks? That's just, that's just boxing. That's just boxing. And it's something that we're always asked to do as well. Like my coach will always make, because we are mixed martial artists, he will bring the best boxers to come in. We have to be as good as them. Even even if we're not as good, we have to at least be competent boxers. Yeah. And he'll bring top kickboxers, competent kickboxing, wrestlers, jiu-jitsu guys. And he said he'll bring, he'll keep putting me with these in their style where they have the advantage and I want you to get out either on top or even. It's not a, yeah. like a, you're getting destroyed by these guys. You need to be able to mix and match with everybody mm. and that's what we do and again we drove we drove to go down to Brighton went to his gym I sparred him and a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Boxers seem to be a bit more deaverish than like the guys in MMA. He threw a bit of a hissy fit afterwards and really? then he left. So. Well, I guess he's used to seeing conventional, orthodox things. And that's what I mean, yeah. When, like, I can just imagine that somebody that's across the cage from you mm. 
everything they've learned all the drilling that they've done every single person that stood in yeah, front of them before is not doing these things so when you're reacting and just kind of doing your little fakes yeah. I'm, I'm acting like I can fight with we know I can't fight for that but, but I'm just thinking about their mindset yeah. they're used to seeing I do X and Y exactly. happens exactly. and then all of a sudden there's some guy that's doing magic yeah yeah it's funny it's not a technical like, term what's the, what's the um, there's a show that used to come on on Sky Sky is a boxing show um, uh, Ringside or something or? no they what where they follow people behind the scenes it was just like, it, it, a little competition like three rounds three minutes oh prize fire prize fire, prize fire. Yeah. Oh, and this was my I think my third fight yeah um, there was a guy uh, again no, I won't say the names but he's tall he's like, he was like six seven he came in to do some boxing rounds with us. We're like, he's doing training for prize fire. We, we just need to get our rounds out. Cool. So we did three, three, three minutes. <laughs> and after the first round, he turned around to his coach. He's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, I was just, again, just slipping. Having, I find boxes slightly easier. They're way more powerful hands-wise. Yeah. But slightly easier because I have less to worry about, which means I can be more creative. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Because I, I, the way I can dip my head in boxing, I can't get away with that. You're not going to get MMA. taken down. I can't get taken down, so I can do create. I can do a lot more crazy stuff. And literally, I think for the three rounds, he probably hit me about three times. And his coach literally said to him after the first round, "I was like, just enjoy yourself. <laughs> so you're not going to find someone like you. Just enjoy yourself." And then he just tried to do what he wanted Mate, to do. Mate, I love that, and I love because I'm a big fan of yeah, Eubank Junior as well. Mm-hmm. So hearing that's quite quite exciting. Mm-hmm. How do you? Um, there was obviously a lot of talk lately about Conor McGregor yeah. fighting Mayweather. Um, which is interesting for a whole variety of reasons, mm-hmm. um, I think, um, which is you know an era of social media whereby people actually, sportsmen don't need the middleman, celebrities exactly. don't need that middleman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Connor and Mayweather could put on that fight. 100%. They could stri- we could stream that for them. Yeah, they yeah. could fill out any stadium yeah. that they wanted anywhere yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah. probably take more pay-per-view than UFC 200 yeah. would get, yeah, yeah. or Mayweather against Pacquiao would mm, get in mm. a bizarre world, yeah. because they just promote it on their social, and the whole world would just mop it up. Definitely. This is the era that we're in, but... I would be sitting there going, there's no way that Connor, you know, it's boxing. Not Connor would be him at anything else but boxing. Mm. But what you just told me there about Ubax Jr. has just made me think, hang on a minute. It's, I've seen, for just me personally, I've seen uh, Connor McGregor box. And that's that. the only way that would make it fair is if they're both in MMA gloves. That's the only way I right. see any other outcome potential. And even then, I still think as probably more dangerous for uh, Connor. It, it would be an exciting fight just based on two names, as you say. But if I th- actually speak in, hmm. I don't see how Connor McGregor could ever well, win. There's no boxer that can beat Mayweather, so there's, there's no yeah, That's my thing. He's not the conventional boxer. Yeah, no. A lot, a lot of the stuff that he does is, is we use as well, ourselves. Right. And um, you don't see that in many boxes. And I always say the reason why he wins his fight is because he's always the smartest person in that ring at, the, at that time and that's uh, I don't see anything I, I do not see anything. I'll put my everything on that right and okay. win. next question which I can't wait to ask MVP versus Mayweather we've seen, we know what you we know what you did to Eubank Jr MVP versus Mayweather I would just love it just purely for the experience I would because I I've sat in on some boxing shows and like you know what weird uh, Amir Khan um, years and years and years ago I went to one of his fights and just I was actually sitting there and I was like, and I could see he's fast on TV but when I sat there and watched his hands I was like 
shit, that is fast. Right. That is really, really fast. His combinations are unbelievable. And I know Mayo was the same thing. It's that kind of speed, just more individual shots, you know, versus the combination. And I kind of just want to test my movement against something that's coming that fast. Would I be able to respond to it? Would I be able to see it, to slip it and, and move? I'd love to just ex- that yeah. experience. Even if it was one run, I'd love to. Go, go and try and speak to Gary Russell Jr.'s people. If you want to see fast hands, it is incredible. You yeah. can't even see the punches yeah, he's landing. Like, Amir Khan's fast, yeah, but yeah. Gary Russell Jr. is insane. Uh, Amir Khan had said recently, actually, that you could be any MMA guy I think at MMA as well like he, like he, he, said, he said something stupid yeah, like that in the, in I'm the glad case. he said something stupid like that oh, yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah, it just it, for me it's not I'm not saying that anything's better than the other I'm saying in MMA if you like like you said if you don't understand any of the other aspects you're 100% even if I ignore the fact that you've got better hands than me I'll just grab you and put, I'll put you on your back yeah. you can't punch me you don't have the same kind of power no. on your back than you would standing up I'm yeah. taking away your legs I can submit you like for fun and, and even though the fight sta- uh, starts standing up mm. like so say you, you know, con- you're going to fight Mayweather mm. you just he needs his legs he's a part of that movement you exactly. just give him one of them to the to the thighs to the leg thing. one, uh, one leg kick can change it will change his life as a boxer you just uh, would question why, why why do we even allow legs to be involved I think that's a good question it's, it's weird because I, when I the kickboxing style I did never had leg kicks so when I came into the MMA, um, I, for about six months, I was limping home. Yeah. Like, I was, every day I was like, oh my God, I, can't, I don't know if I can continue this, man. <laughs> but it, obviously you get used to it and start to learn how to move from it and respond. But the leg kicks up alone is something else. I've seen some of your fights that you, you throw extravagant kicks mm. um, and in a couple you miss slightly mm. and you're off balance and mm. they've tried to put you on the floor there was one guy, his name escapes me, he's kind of Turkish looking. I've done uh, this all the way. No, he's kind of, you missed the shot, yeah. he tried to take you, he got you over, I think he, I read the You arm barred it, it was the arm bar. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 it, yeah. He sort of flipped it up around and get... Yeah, got, a, got the arm bar. Yeah, so, but ultimately you're going to come up against someone who you probably can't take that liberty with or do you adjust or... No, no, I did, that, that's... The difference again, I, this is where I was saying before, I just feel like I just need to be competent enough on my floor. Even in the last fight, I was on my back. I could hear Alexis, he just like ride the round out. You've got 10 yeah. more minutes to knock him out. Mm. So I was like, cool. <laughs> just stay here if you're not, because he wasn't doing anything anyway. Um, if he tried to submit me, there'll be a little bit of space for me to try and stand up. If he tried to hit me a bit more, there'll be space for me to try and stand up. He was literally holding me and mm. with a lot of, like, you know, he's burning himself out. Yeah. So I just relaxed so I was yeah. like there's no point burning any energy myself I'll just wait to the next round and that's exactly what we did and I think mm. this is you know when you were talking before about not, not rushing mm. and not coming in going right fighting straight for that belt yeah. you need these minutes you exactly. need this, this ring time don't exactly, you this, exactly um, because again I, uh, you think about the Conor McGregor uh, Diaz fight and mm. we'll talk about that uh, some more in a minute um, but in that fight um there's some sort of theory like people had said that um, that the guy had gassed that Connor had gassed mm. uh, and then I was uh, hearing G- GSP's old coach what's the guy called again oh, Zach I can't remember the guy's name yeah, um, I wasn't bad in his names Z- yeah Zabir or I always forget his name as well but he was talking about how he didn't think it was a, a gas issue he thought that essentially he it was more a case of he hadn't been in that deep water and he broke mentally at the um, the fact that he was kind of um, 
he'd, he'd hit Nate with some shots and started to realise that Nate actually wasn't hurt and was still mm. there and that he'd put a lot into it but also then when he kind of got hurt and instead of actually riding it out like a champion would do like you see GSP you know when GSP yeah. fought, fought Hendrix oh, yeah. he was hurt yeah, yeah. and there was part way through that fight you thought there's no way that, that GSP's going to win but it's that ability to kind of stay calm relax kind of almost bide your time a little bit and yeah, kind of yeah. come back strong when the storm blows over yeah I, I believe I, I believe that more a case in Ronda Rousey's fight against Holly Holmes right okay uh, more so than I think I was total inexperience she looked like a beginner at that particular point even down to her understanding that I'm, as I'm rushing forward I'm getting hit with big shots let me not rush forward anymore that, <laughs> let me just stand, stand back a little bit and let her come yeah. to me but I can see a beginner doing that rushing forward and continuing to rush forward after they're being hit um, with McGregor I feel what took him was his whole thing about being you know Mystic Meg I'm going to I'm going to knock this guy yeah. out first round blah 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 my, in my opinion he in his own weight division I think has been knocked out once right. and it's by a head kick um, Diaz yeah. Diaz sorry McGregor should never have gone in there thinking he's going to knock him out no. that's in his own weight class you're going up yeah. you're not going to be as powerful Yeah. and this guy doesn't he seems like that it reminds me of like that Homer Simpson episode where he just gets hit loads <laughs> and then hits you back and then yeah. you know what I mean so um, he should have just done it over five rounds and I think if he tries it if going in for the second fight beat him over five rounds don't try and just yeah. say to yourself it's going to go the distance because I know how it was about ego it yeah, was exactly. about ego I think even down to there's one point at the end of the first round where he had him on the floor and you're going against a guy that's really competent at jiu-jitsu so you should stand back up yeah. but he's tried to carry on going yeah. and if that if there was another 30 something seconds I guarantee you would have got a submission there Yeah, but again you're trying too hard to, to yeah. like you said the ego kind of took a, took a role I think after his win against Aldo and yeah. he must have just felt so yeah, empowered yeah. and huge that he was just going to go through anybody exactly but, but it, it, it just again I think it just his team as well should have helped him with that one just gave him a, a proper game plan so he, he, he said in this he's, he's done another prediction by the way he said okay. he's going to going to KO him in the third round you know what's funny I had money on him winning in the third round in the first fight on Connor winning yeah Connor winning right, in, okay. in, in the third round because I knew it, it would take his toll uh, to, to break someone like that down and the, the amount that he hit in the first round if he'd done that to anybody in his weight division yeah. that, was, that would have been the end of the fight and he is better and more competent stand up artist and I think he can do that over time yeah. just don't burn yourself out mm. trying too hard just keep tagging so how do you how do you think it's going to win because a part of this fight is that Connor's going to go in there I, yeah. I'm fear that he's going to go in with a similar kind of attitude and come I hope short. Not. yeah I hope not I feel he should, like I said he should he should be aiming for the fourth and fifth round and just beat him just be uh, keep your fitness up mm. and your style is he's not Diaz is not going to take him down the reason why he got to the floor in the first place is because Conor McGregor went for a takedown. Yeah, because he, he was getting. Yeah, because he's already been wobbled. Yeah. So again, he's not going to take you down, and he's not going to land many strikes. Just keep hitting and moving, hitting and moving. You can do that. It might not be a you know a, a spectacular fight with an amazing finish, but you will get the result that you need. Mm-hmm. And every person is different, so don't fight them the same as the person you can fight yeah. here. And like I said, he just seemed like he can he can take. I don't think it'd be a lot for me to knock him out. Yeah, and that's naturally my weight. Yeah. So don't try to finish him. Just outshow him, out beat him up. It feels like the for me the um, 
the perfect blueprint for how to beat Nate is probably, uh, aside from if you're like RDA, who's mm. just going to take him down and wrestle yeah, him the exactly. whole round, it, it's probably like Carlos Condit did against uh, Nick, where it's the kind of hit and run and frustrate him a little it. bit. I just fear, I'm not sure Connor's going to have that kind of, to fight in a way that isn't a bullying way because yeah. he's a, that's it, not his style he's the big guy for the weight class exactly. he, he stands there and he says go on hit yeah, me exactly. I don't care and that's the thing he should never he, even that he got hit with a shot and I'm like if you just did that and took a step back he would never hit you Yeah. but it's like you say he, he's a bully fighter so he'll hit and then stay there take a shot and then carry on hitting but he's a bigger fighter than you just if he just does a little back step after every exchange he'll win that fight quite, quite comfortably as well if he doesn't and tries to you know be again dominant fighter and tries to knock him out again then the same I think near enough the same thing is going to happen you're going to get tired you're going to end up on the floor at one point and he's going to submit you can I uh, how long have we got um, have we got uh, um, you got to go now last couple yeah so um I noticed that you'd um, done some training with Ido Portal, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously after, because I think when when, uh, when Connor beat Aldo, everyone's like, "Oh my god, I got to get myself a movement coach." I think Flav was even uh, I've caught him on Google um, trying to book an appointment. I saw that, and then obviously he lost to Diaz, and there was that whole you know playing touch but in the park yeah, yeah. thing, and then everyone's gone right. Actually, cancelling my my, my my class of. <laughs> my, my ten classes uh, for the price of eight course, uh, but I saw you you uh, you'd used I think um, Edo last year. Mm-hmm. How important do you think movement is in probably life and in MMA? I think in it, it plays a bigger role in life. Uh, it kind of keeps your body young, uh, and I hundred percent believe that in what you're even down to the way we sit and everything is is it's actually ruining our body versus actually helping it and if we're not doing so, anything to counter that then yeah like iPhones and stuff the amount of kind of people that you just see standing that's what I mean for hours. little things the way when we, when we spend a lot of time sitting we're usually in bad positions uh, laptops usually don't help or computers don't help little things and we're not doing anything to counter that so things like yoga and his moving aspect as well help realign your spine and do a few exercises that help you know um Strengthen out the yeah, yeah, exactly. Me and Flav both <laughs> sit up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't really bother no, us. No, you're right. But it's there's a there's a one thing I saw. I went to Beijing years ago, and every morning without fail, there was these like you know seventy and eighty year old guys in the park just going through their different movement. Mm. And even when I look at their their culture, all their elderly people up walking straight walking fast down the road yeah. and you look up so our elderly people and like you say they're a lot yeah. more like this and struggling to move and I think that's what I mean it, it plays a bigger role in life than it does MMA right. but with MMA what I liked about what he was going through was he does this thing called body proofing mm-hmm. so we this is Ido this is Ido <laughs> yeah so we, he does strengthen does exercise to strengthen our joints to strengthen our he, like he can jump up and land on the side of his ankles now anybody else that's you're breaking that yeah you know what i mean now for me that meant i can go through a training camp with hardly any injuries and that means so much to every mma fighter because yeah. the amount the amount that we have to put ourselves through we get injured all the time i saw i saw i was looking at your who you fought previously yeah. and the amount of people that dropped out in injury it seems yeah. like every fight you have 
it's, it's just part of the game and it's because we put ourselves through a lot so it, you know if we can go for a camp and still I think 90% of people go into a fight with an injury mm. just as standard but he what I drew my, drew my attention was the fact that he can strengthen my joints he can strengthen my fingers he does exercises for all these things that I to be fair I neglect we're pounding so much that we forget to then loosen it back out and I love that concept so I was doing work with him and some of the a lot of the stretches and stuff that he's shown me I'm still doing and it helps mm. and that's what I took away from it and that can be done in every single sport it's not specific to MMA and I think what people uh, are misunderstanding is they, they saw the relationship that good friends now and just saw it as um, he's teaching him MMA and that's not the case No, he, he was equally as fascinated about the stuff I was showing him I was showing him foot, uh, foot, my foot um, movement and my punches and stuff and he was just equally as fascinating. So it's just, you know, you know how to cook, I know how to do this and we're just exchanging knowledge versus that's actually helping you specifically mm. for your fighting. But it's, I think it's good for your body in general. But yeah. I, I feel the same about things like yoga and stuff like that. that yeah, tai Chi. Tai Chi and things like that where it's a lot more softer on the body because we, we're doing all the hard stuff anyway. Yeah. And even like you said, just like I said, just the general how we live is the hard stuff and we're not counteracting that. It's just a yin and yang thing for me. Mm, definitely. Could I ask you as well, so I've spoke about um, how I think that your striking is, and it's like the evolution of mm. the sport and, and next gen. Um, who else would you, um, I remember like the Machida era, which didn't last too long, mm. but the, the, his movement in terms of the state, that distance mm-hmm. and kind of avoiding trouble, I think that your movement's quite similar to his, mm-hmm. however, yours is faster <laughs> a lot faster yeah. and a lot more almost powerful and, and but but who do you kind of as you look at that the whole sport and maybe from people that have come before you mm. how do you grade sort of you know the best guys the people that you think yeah they were the best uh, for, yeah for me obviously even Aldo to be fair in what he did but Anderson Silva is 100% it's not just the spectacular side of what he was doing it is things like how quick he was able to move. It is the the, the shots that he, the angles of shots that he was able to to pull out from anywhere. Yeah. Like finishing people with a jab is difficult to do. Yeah. If you're unless you can catch the angle right, or, or draw them onto a jab, you know, and, and then timing. that jab, yeah, that timing. For me, it was just it's it's it's, it's amazing, and very few people can have that kind of timing. Um, so in in MMA. He's one. He is one of those figureheads for that kind of movement and and, and striking ability. Mm. Um, trying to think, there's loads. Of, even Wonderboy Thompson and what he's doing at the moment, he's making. Uh, he has a very a similar style, if not a, a very same style as myself. Mm. And we can see what it does to fighters. They don't understand that no. distance. And you're hitting. He's he's round kicking people for fun, like it's a jab. <laughs> it's just like pat, just come straight up. And again, they just don't get how you're doing it from the front leg. You're not needing to power up and all that kind of stuff. And those little shots take a toll on people. Yeah, I think it is probably quite dis, um, disheartening. Uh, yeah, disheartening. Yeah, when you're stood there and you don't even see these things coming, yeah. and you just kind of because yeah. uh, Yair Rodriguez as well. You, you've got to watch that fight yeah, by the way. Yeah, because yeah, Bruce talking about yeah. Yeah, because Bruce Leroy is a, you know a high technique fighter as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it takes some very interesting angles and mm. great footwork mm. and movement. So I think that kind of he nullified mm. some of it because he was able to be getting out of the way yeah, quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But um, you, you'll find that fascinating. But I would say that you and Yair have got this similar kind of mm-hmm. the, the the spinning 
where people are thinking, right, it's a spinning thing, therefore it's that, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. the leg that you're spinning on is the one that's going to hit exactly, you in a second. Exactly. It, it's incredible, it really like is. the movement aspect of like uh, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. And um, uh, I actually, he's a person I used to watch before, and it, the movement is like. Cruise. <laughs> Cruise is the movement for me. There's some of the stuff that he's slipping things like just grazing him like this. Yeah. And, it, he's applied like same as like uh, Sweet Pea he's applying pressure and not landing a shot and you're throwing that absolutely nothing and you're burning energy and then he'll hit you with a shot then he'll come back in and it's and to do that over like rounds because you're on your toes a lot um, those kind of things are, are, are amazing it's fright, fighting is a brutal thing ultimately mm. you're punching another mm-hmm. human being in the face but it, it's that technique and, and that makes it a beautiful sport exactly well. you know, exactly, exactly. sweet science if you like yeah. I watched uh, I think it's just like just coming up to the end now and it's just because I watched a documentary on bare knuckle fighting the other day I don't know if you've ever I, didn't, uh, I haven't seen it but I've seen I've seen like guys I know guys that have done it right well. And Bisman's in a movie soon, actually, a bare knuckle movie. Okay. So I think he's going to, I forget the guy's name, but like a famous old British um, bare knuckle fighter. Yeah. Now, obviously, in that. It's not um, Ronnie Pickering, is it? Could <laughs> 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 be. But the, uh, so obviously, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating in that you can't, I mean, even in MMA, people are throwing haymakers with these light gloves mm. on, it protects the hands to a mm. degree. In boxing, obviously, you can throw everything because yeah. your hand's protected. In bare knuckle, you can't do that because mm. you're going to break your hand mm-hmm. and you've got to aim for the, the, the soft parts of the face yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. as well. So there's a lot of technique in it. You're a range fighter and I was when I was watching that aware that we're going to like do this podcast today, I was kind of thinking, I wonder how you'd fare in that kind of scenario. Do you think that that would be something that you could do, um, just because you're a, you know you you have confidence in your fighting or yeah no hundred um, percent I I've combat for me I just I feel like I can in whatever aspect I can I can do uh, karate taekwondo or whichever whichever way you I need to to flex to to be in there I'll do it and bare knuckles for me it'd be quite similar to me doing what I'm doing now like you say the gloves protect your hands. I do feel I'll probably end up with a few more injuries on my hands, but it is something that I'd be comfortable with. I don't think I'd have to change anything mm. that I do. You're in a you're fighting practically in a phone box, though. Uh, it's yeah, like three yeah, bales, yeah. Like there's bales yeah, of hay around. It's very like, tight. Very tight, tight movement, but it, a lot of those guys are predominantly boxers. Yeah. And again, it allows me to do a lot, be more creative in my movement, which means I don't have to actually move around as much. I can actually stay in front of you and slip from in front of you just yeah. using head movement because I'm confident not much else is going to happen other than you just trying to box so uh, yeah I still feel confident hopefully things go well for you so you never end up in a bad fight well mate I, there's loads more that I'd like to ask you about I, I know you've got I've got to get to training um, just to say like, thank you so much for coming down thanks for having me I enjoyed this one man really good we're huge fans of yours I am now I'm interested in MMA yeah, like, yeah. properly I was, you know there's this divide between boxing and MMA yeah, yeah. I'm boxing not interested in that it's yeah. essentially glorified pub fighting yeah. that's what I used to think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it. certainly not that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah I'm going to be watching your next fight we're going to be supporting you all the way to to, to whatever you aspire for in this sport I'm sure it's there for you so grounded as well and yeah we're fully behind you so thank you you very much this is Longball Street Podcast we'll see you at the far post see you at the far post hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 